The key benefits that GA4 offers over Universal Analytics. InSearch SEO Podcast is brought to you by Rank Ranger, the all-in-one SEO platform that helps scale your business through data and analytics. Hey, it's David. Welcome to part two of a three-part discussion about Google Analytics 4. And in this episode, we're going to be looking at the key benefits that GA4 offers over Universal Analytics. Taking part are Jeff Sauer, founder of Jefflytics and Data Driven You, Bree Anderson, owner at Beast Analytics, Joe Quick, analytics consultant and trainer from the Colouring In department, and Dara Fitzgerald, CEO and co-founder at MeasureLab. Jill, what are the key benefits that GA4 offers over Universal Analytics? So I've got a few that I can rattle off the top of my head. Um, I'd start off by saying when you're looking at Google Analytics or any analytics platform for that matter, this is a marketing performance analytics software. It's not your source of truth for your CRM or your e-commerce. There's another area for that. The whole point of analytics is to tell a data story, which is typically, how did people find my website? What did they do on the website? And am I still in a job, like marking some things as conversions? When you know your data story and you know what questions you're trying to answer, you can then try and work out, well, what do I need or where do I go in analytics to answer those questions? So one question that normally gets asked by um, by people that are focusing on SEO, I need to prove that the work that I'm doing is actually driving people to the website. One thing I like about the acquisition reports is we now have two reports, one for new users, which is on a first touch attribution. And then you've got your traffic acquisition, which is as close as parity as it can to what we have in Universal Analytics. So you're starting to see certain channels that for some businesses, organic may not have been the winner, right? That you would have been paid or retargeting or email. There's now a report that can show that maybe the organic stuff was driving those users to the website for the first time. You go to the page view report, and I know we have to click a couple of buttons to get the URL, but because of the schema of GA4, we have page views and we also have user counts. So you have a new report to tell your boss. Instead of saying a thousand page views, oh, that was a hundred people and 60 were brand spanking new. Flipping love that. And the third one is leveraging the power of audiences. Because I know when I talk to some SEOs, they go, no audiences for page. And I'm like, yeah, 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 it is. But in GA4, you can use these audiences to build new events or use them as your analysis. So I had a company and I like asking questions like, what questions do you get that you would love to have some data to prove? If you ask them what they want from GA4, they're not gonna give you an answer. One company said, you know what, Jill, we've spent a small fortune on a load of content, some, some hub content, we've got artwork, we've had video, we've done the schema market, we've gone to town. Would love to actually prove that that work was useful so I can get my budget for next year. So we built an audience because you can add event counts and time to say, show me users that went on this content and after 30 minutes, they purchased the product and then did a comparison of those that didn't look at it and purchased. And that was all they needed was some data to go back to their boss to go, yeah, when they get to that content, they love it and they convert really quickly. We can't do that in Universal. The car won't let us do that. So they start to get excited and, you know, some of the patience that they have, it starts to 
release a little bit to go, oh, actually, that's quite useful uh, and they can get something out of it. So there's and there's more I can go into, but there's, there's not enough time. But there's there's basically things in GA4 that can give you better answers or data points to support that data story that you need for whatever reason you're building the report for, which I think is quite exciting and worth the pain of learning. Dara, Joe uh, shared the lovely phrase that the purpose of analytics is to share a data story. Does GA4 do a better job of doing that than Universal? It definitely gives you the tools to tell that story. Um, so I think like two, going back to your previous question, I'm going to kind of maybe merge together two of your questions. Um, but when you asked about what some of the kind of key features are, for me, two of the key features in GA4 is the export to BigQuery, which w- isn't unique to GA4, but it is um, available to everybody now. So this was kind of gated previously, and you had to be a 360 customer to get that export to, to BigQuery. So, you know, talking about storytelling, if, you, if, you, if you're an analyst and you want access to the, to the kind of full data set and you want to be able to crunch that down and do your own analysis and come up with your own stories, there's no better way than having that data in BigQuery. So that's available to everyone now. And the reality is like most GA users aren't enterprise. You know, the majority of GA accounts are um, whatever you want to call them, free or standard GA accounts, whether that's GA4 or universal. So putting that power, basically allowing everybody to get into the cloud and not just restricting it to people who are paying the enterprise license fee, I think is a huge step forward in terms of enabling people to, to kind of tell better stories. And then the other feature that I think helps with it is the maybe it's not even a feature in its own right, but the use of machine learning. So there's a lot of powerful machine learning going into GA4, um, which is, it's a bit of a double-edged sword because I think some people don't like the fact that you don't get to understand exactly what's being done. And some people who like to know and be able to explain exactly how the data is processed and reported, it can be frustrating to those people. Um, But the reality is it's needed because the amount of observed data is diminishing over time because of people blocking cookies. So, machine learning based kind of modeling to plug the gaps it's it's necessary and and i think google are doing a pretty good job of that with the kind of behavioral modeling and the conversion modeling um and again all of these features are available to everyone the predictive modeling the data driven attribution these are available to everybody using ga4 not just enterprise users so there's a lot more power at your disposal um now obviously with that power you've then got to know how to use it and how to wield it and telling the story in some ways could become a little bit more difficult but if you have the skill set and you have the resource to actually use those tools then absolutely you can tell much better stories now than you you ever could with universal Bree, you mentioned in the first part of the conversation that Google Analytics had to deal with mobile websites, people browsing the internet on TV. There's also, of course, apps now as well. Um, obviously, I would think GA4 does a better job of dealing with different types of properties like that. But how does it go about doing that? Yeah, so actually in GA4, so previously in Universal Analytics, we had properties and views and things to get a lot of people really took advantage of those and you would log in and they'd have 17 properties, each with 32 views. And, and there was just a lot to look through. Um, in GA4, we actually don't have views and every property is a web plus app property now, right? So essentially in GA4, we have data streams, which is exactly what it sounds like. Where's your data flowing from? And you can add a, a web um, data stream, you can have an iOS and you can have, um, or so 
so you have all the different data streams. I think is it is it iOS and Android or is it yeah, yeah. So you have all of these data streams and they can all flow into one property together. So you're really getting an understanding of the full user journey. Um and you know, obviously the if we talk about different devices, we still get all of the same kind of data around like how are people accessing the website, what data, what or what device, what browser, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So but I think the big thing here is that we do have the ability to add those different data streams and view all of the information in one place to really try and get an understanding of how people are interacting with our properties. You know, we've we've kind of strayed away from the idea that we have a a website that leads people to a brick and mortar location, or we have a website where we sell our product because it's not just that, right? Like there are multiple ways to monetize your website now. And we see that in our monetization reports, right? It's not just e-commerce. It's um, also your, your ad revenue or in-app purchases, all of that stuff. And it all lives in one place, which is really, really helpful for people that have very complex uh, user journeys and it's also helpful for people that have um, maybe a hope to go down that road. Jeff, I understand that GA4 has more available measurements out of the box, like scrolling, outbound link clicks. Does that mean that GA4 is potentially even going to replace other software like Heatmat software or CRO software? Or are we still going to need um, other software like that? Yeah, good question. So funny, that that feature, which is called enhanced measurement, um, made some of the stuff that I would do obsolete. So I had created a Google Tag Manager container with common things like YouTube video views, scroll tracking, form interactions, and I and I would actually sell it on my website. And there's no need for that anymore because that's been baked into the product. Now, it's funny because it's a little bit nuanced, though. Um, the only thing that I could guarantee that every site wanted to track was scrolls, <laughs> forms potentially with some kind of you know filters on them, um, site search, there, there's only a, like a handful of things that every site has. And then after that, it comes down to how the site was architected, their content management system, their lead management platform, whatever whatever platform they have, there's a lot of different, different things that you could track later on that are very specific to that. And so they basically took a low-hanging fruit, which is something that everybody needs, and put it in place. Now, Google Analytics has always been a one-size-fits-all tool. And that means that if everybody can't use it, then they don't make it, right? Aside from like the e-commerce features, everything else is universal. Everybody needs it, right? Um, and so because it is one size fits all, I don't see any way or reason that they're going to install a heat mapping tool in there. They're doing the low hanging fruit, the ones that everybody needs. Now, it doesn't mean that everybody doesn't need a heat map. I think everybody could benefit from a heat map, but I think that would be a secondary tool or plugin. Um, I've been in the ecosystem of Google Analytics. I was a partner for about five years in the mid 2000s, and they had a heat mapping tool or the equivalent of that. It was like the the this plugin where you could see everything on the site, and and that was a pretty big disaster. It never really worked. I mean, we've all forgotten about it. Really, I can't even remember what it's called anymore. But that they tried to do that stuff and it didn't work. They've had multiple A/B testing things that they tried to integrate, and they've they've all sort of been shuttered for various reasons or taken away. And so I think the reality is is that they're definitely going in the core data that everybody needs model for GA4, and then everything else would either be a plugin or an integration. And their history of plugins, integrations, social networks, secondary things, not not the greatest at Google. Joe, does 
GA4 do a better job of helping you visualize the buyer journey and helping you understand the flow that users take on your website? If you have the right events, um, it's probably what I'd say. Um, so there are two different reporting areas in GA4. You've got your standard reports, which have all your aggregate lifecycle data. That is not impacted by your data retention. So it'll track as long as you've been tracking. It's going to have all of that, that data for as long as you need it. The exploration reports, though, are limited to two or 14 months for you to have a look back. But I would argue, actually, that for the power that you get from these reports and because some sampling might be applied, you're only really going to get the most out of the last four quarters in terms of what you're looking at. But within exploration, you can now build funnels. And this can be not just for e-commerce, because it's event driven, right? So everything's an event. Um, so I had one with a client where we had events firing for different stages of their customer journey on the website, from starting, showing some interest to doing the thing that they wanted them to do. You can choose what these events are, these steps. And then there's a tiny little button at the bottom that says show elapsed time, which is chef's kiss amazing from me because it tells you how long it has taken people to work through those steps. And we can apply segments to it. These are beautiful reports to give to your, your stakeholders um, to say things like, hey, we did this funnel and organic people convert roughly within four hours and paid media is six and this, that and the other. There's information that you can get from that. And that's the whole point of having an output, some sort of report. Somebody needs to action that data, either sign something off, agree something, pause something. As soon as you start reporting for the sake of it, you're wasting everybody's time. You're not producing reports and number soup for, for the sake of it. But it will all come down to how well you've been tracking those events um, and I'm sure we'll come on to talking about those um, events later um, but for me those exploration reports for for the free users there's stuff that the sports cars used to get the 360 people used to get so that's a massive plus and it looks and feels a bit like data studio so for a lot of it it's not data studio now isn't it looker um, but it's it's easier for people to get their head around but if you don't have the right events or you've not created what I call child events, you're going to you're going to be crying over your keyboard a little bit. I can't get my head around Looker over Data Studio either. That's uh, it's going to take a while. <laughs> Dara, um, is there better data available inside GA4? Yes, I think there is is better data available, but uh, I would I would add to that it's not just available within GA4. It's again back to the point I made on the last question, the fact that everybody can now get that data out into BigQuery. Um, the data itself is is a little bit questionable because of the fact that there is a lot more model data in there now than there was before. But like I mentioned, that's kind of it's a necessity and it's not just a Google problem. Um, so that the, you know the data is becoming less. Yeah. Not sure if this is the right way to put it, but I'm going to say it's less easy to understand or less easy to kind of know exactly what it is that it's um, that it's telling you. Um, but that's better than having all of the gaps that you would have if you didn't have that that model data. Um, and then, yeah, being able to get it out into BigQuery or into, and I always have to remind myself, Looker Studio, not Data Studio. Um, it just gives you that that control um, and that flexibility. But it is different, you know. Like we've said, it's different from Universal, but that you know that that that. That's just the way it is. It's a new platform. It's a new tool. So once you get your head around it, um, yes, absolutely, it's, it's, it's better data. We'll be back with part three of this discussion next week, where we'll be looking at how we migrate 
to GA4. In the meantime, thanks to Jeff, Bree, Joe and Dara for taking part in part two. And thank you for listening. Check out all the previous episodes and sign up for a free trial of the Rank Ranger platform over at rankranger.com. <laughs>